Dingo pay, mon main. Hello, juggalos and juggalettes. This is the Super House episode number 131. As always, this is Stefan from Denver. I'm joined by Andrew in Los Angeles. Hello. And Maddie in Seattle. Hey, what's up? We're having a good old time here. We're playing Naked Bingo, <laughs> and we're watching uh, cooking shows from the late 70s. And I'm really ve- good at it. Vegetable oil. <laughs> Being naked, not the bingo. Vegetable oiling each other and preparing for the nightly sacrifice. Sweet. Can't wait. So anyway, late. to start off, we're going to get into some mother trucking trailers. B. <laughs> Sorry to be so annoying. <laughs> Sounds good. So, uh, first trailer up. Uh, we got it all queued up, right, everybody? But, yep. So, we're yep. going to be going into the Spider-Verse. Uh, this is a new trailer that dropped a couple days ago, maybe a week ago. And, uh, yeah, so, three, two, one, start. Hey. This animation style is nuts, man. Yeah. Dude, Trailer this bridge. Yeah, Hello. Sorry, that shit. <laughs> This shit it. looks sick, though, dude. I'm yeah. fucking stoked for this. I love how it looks. I love how it looks like comic book panels, like the different colors. There's kind of the duo tone thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. This the dad's my favorite part of this trailer, hands down. Yeah. What? Good. Not your dad. I love this shot right there. Boom! That animation on Spidey, so good. Yeah. God, the art style is just fucking fantastic. Dude, it's fucking so good. Who is this guy? This demon guy? I think he's a villain in within Miles Morales's universe. He's yeah, not, yeah. I don't he was in. He, he, he was actually the big, the big bad villain in the uh, early um, Ultimate Spider-Man series, the Brian Michael Bendis series. Copy uh, that. Yeah, and then Miles Morales took over the Ultimate Spider-Man line, and then so. This older Peter it. Parker, yes. man. Who is yeah. voicing him? Jake Johnson. Okay. He's from, like, The New Girl. He's, like, he. I think the last thing I saw him in, well, he's, like, Tom Cruise's sidekick in The Mummy. Uh, like, he's, like, a comedic dude. But I love his voice. I think it just sounds great for an older Peter Parker. It does, yeah. yeah I think it's very good casting as well. Do it like you. Brooklyn! Oh, he's from Brooklyn, nice. not Queens. I yeah. love this. <laughs> Dude, that shot is incredible. Like, just continually use that. I'm sold. Oh, you got multiple villains going. Yeah, Kingpin's in it. Jeez. They're really nailing this one, man. Yeah. This looks... I, I love that go between the 2D to the 3D. Yeah. I hope they do a lot of that in it. Well, not a lot, but, <laughs> you know, every now and again. It just looks cool. Great comedic timing moments. Yeah. It's <laughs> so good. That's a copy. This, sh- <laughs> th- this shit coming up, though, dude. I haven't seen the- this. Oh, well, you need to... Oh, yeah, yeah. I have seen this. Yes, I have. Yes. What are you talking about? It's fucking Spider-Gwen, dog. Look at that shit. Yes. I love it. There's a girl one. I love it. So good. Uh, so fucking good, dude. I'm super stoked for this. I mean, I was in from the beginning, but... Christmas too far away. Was- I- right? It just keeps getting better. 
Yeah, I've. It's it's there's really not much bad about it at all. It's like they're just nailing it left and right, and it's coming out this Christmas. It's looking like December is going to be having Bumblebee, which is a fucking the first good Transformers movie. It's looking like. Starscream looks great. <clears throat> and then. Starscream does look great. Bumblebee looks good too. Bumblebee looks great. Aquaman coming out, and uh, wasn't there another one? Um, oh yeah, and this one, the one we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> three big ones right there. I just like that Marvel was like, because their animated films aren't that good. And they're like, fuck it, let's just do a really sick one that's yeah. uh, we're gonna show in theaters and, and they just got, blow DC out of the water. And yeah. it's like, god damn it, Marvel. So it took advantage of the Sony money that's behind it as well. Look like, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I, I hope they... I love the... I mean, I love where they're at now between Homecoming and this with Spider-Man. and Just love Spider-Man anyway. So I hope it really sets off. Because I'm down to go into the Spider-Verse. Let's get in it. Let's. I want to see all the crazy villains, Spider-Hunters and uh, Hydro-Man and Scorpion and like really dive into it because it's a whole universe unto itself. Who's yeah. your favorite Spider-Man villain? Uh, favorite Spider-Man villain probably going to be... Ooh, that's tough because I don't really recall very well right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie? Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I'd probably say the lizard uh, because I like creatures. Oh, Mysterio. I, uh, Sorry. No, no. Uh, I The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. I love that movie because it's like a Spider-Man horror movie. It's sick. It's a creature feature horror yeah. movie. And yeah. I loved it. And it's a shame that there weren't three of them and that the sequel sucked. Yeah, man. That it was unfortunate, and the internet took a big shit on that reboot series, and it was not bad at all. Um, yeah, I think so. Did you ever get one, Stefan? Uh, Mysterio, I really like. I, you know, I can't say 100% that he's my absolute favorite Spider-Man villain, but he pops into he in my mind as being like a really unique one that I, I think he's super cool, and I'm really excited for Spider-Man Homecoming um, with him being the vil villain and all, and Jakey yeah. Jilly's being rumored to, to, to play said villain. It's gonna be tight. I love the 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 illusion aspect of everything and his origin, with spe movie special effects and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how they delve into that. But yeah, I just love. I like I like the idea of Mysterio. I mean, but Spider-Man has so many good ones. I like Shocker too. Like I like um, the Sinister Six. I love Doc Ock. You know, like oh man, Craven. It's, it's all ripe for the yeah. Craven's right now. fucking dope. Craven, yeah. You, oh man, I would take a series of animated Spider-Man films too. Like. I'd go Craven or Mysterio, uh, yeah. but probably since Craven I know we all are children of the '90s, but Venom, yeah. man, just up there. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but Venom, need, Venom, and Spidey need their own movie. They got some shit they need to work through, and you can't clutter it up with all these superfluous villains and subplots. So, take heed, Sony. Take heed. You don't want another Venom <laughs> Sandman movie, that's for sure. That's for Spidey sure. three with a fucking jazz dance number. <laughs> All right. Move. Oh my god, that killed Tobey Maguire's career. He's so fucking greasy in that shit. That was like <laughs> the worst, the worst, one of the worst moments in comic book movie history. Yeah. That should be a fucking list later on. Yeah. <laughs> Not worst cool. movies, worst moments in comic book movies. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Um, that'll be that'll be number one on everybody's list. Okay, going into The Predator, and I haven't seen this, and Stefan, you haven't seen this yet either. I haven't seen it either. Can't I was waiting it. for the podcast. I've watched it like three times now. <laughs> well, that's Stop good. Me. You're, you're, you're Mr. Predator. All right, yeah. everybody, three, two, one, start. 
Saint Tent, move on. This is totally different, huh? Uh, yeah, it's it's a TV spot officially, but it's way better than the first fucking trailer. It's not Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. yeah. The doy, he was in the first one. Yeah. Man, you know what? I'm bad at that stuff sometimes. <laughs> you know what I need more of? Tom Jane. I'm excited about Keegan-Michael Key. I hope Keegan doesn't... Yes! I hope Keegan doesn't die right away. I hope he doesn't either. Oh, God, yes. This is so much better. This does look like a different movie. Yes. What the fuck, dude? This looks like tactical military predators everywhere. The hunt in text. I'm in. What the fuck? I'm kind of taken aback by this. Yes! What is that thing? Holy McGillicuddy. <laughs> that Man, I was can't top that. I think that says everything. Fucking. <laughs> Are there two predators in that Woo! thing? That should. I think awesome. there's going to be several predators from set yes. visits. And Different stuff. tribes and whatnot. Oh my god. This is looking great. Woo! I didn't have swamp ass before, but I got swamp ass now. Oh man. I'm like going through it now again. Uh, in the, uh, I'm just kind of going through this, this. Oh, that was cool. That was so much better than the official trailer. I liked the official trailer, but that set it in a whole new light. Awesome. The kid, yeah. the kid was cool, but it was kind of like slow yeah. paced. Like this is just yeah. like cool all around. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. you, you expect a, the, I don't know. I guess you kind of like, well, you expect more of the sci-fi aspect and the grimness of predator movie it to for it to start like some amblin kind of movie right yeah that's what it did have a spielberg vibe to yeah it, it felt too soft you know is it just a little too soft that one was hard as nails baby this fucking slam i'm looking at it again the it was, slam on that car man it was exciting and really great and i liked it because <laughs> of the excitement and how how i feel like i liked it uh, so Hugh, why weren't you in? Why weren't you casting this movie? I lobbied to be all the predators, but uh, they said you're too tall. They said you're too talented to be just in a costume, and uh, maybe you'd just like to show up on the Superhouse podcast again and mention your thoughts on on why you weren't casted. And I thought that was a great deal, and I was really excited about it. And so here I am. And if you were, <laughs> if you actually were cast, would you keep the Australian accent? I mean, if it was set in Australia, sure, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any other final thoughts on this trailer before Huge we move on? Huge Ackman. What would you guys think of that bigger Predator? Pretty cool. Pretty interesting to think that it might be leading or, like, ping to the notion of, like, the bigger Predators from AVP, possibly. You know, maybe there's something to do with the different size of tribes or something, or maybe it's some kind of, like... I hope it's not a hybrid. I hope it's not some kind of clone. It's a genetically altered predator. Fuck. That's the whole thing. Oh, is that God. what it is? Yeah, they're By adding humans? different genes into themselves oh, right. throughout okay. their hunts. and. That's pretty cool still. That's cool. That seems that seems likely if there were some kind I of... I just thought it was... It's a little too CG. <laughs> too CG? Oh, was it? I was it? like, eh. I don't know. I mean, I'm in. I just... I'm oh, interested to see what Forget Shane what Black has to do. I'm <laughs> I'm interested in what mythology he wants to create with this film. So, mm-hmm. I mean, him, him being there from the beginning is the you know is real 
big. It's very interesting that he's been there since the very first one. So it seems like he'll do it justice. You know I have a prediction. Yeah. There's going to be a post-credit scene where um, David from Alien Covenant shows up at the end. That would be creepy. nuts. He's like, hmm. And there's like some kind of one-liner like, the hunters shall become the hunted. Now. How, do you, how do you guys feel about it being, uh, <laughs> about it being predator versus predator instead of predator hunting humans? They already did it. There's some predators, dude. So you yeah. just so yeah, it's just. But do you think that a good chunk of this movie will just be predator versus predator? This is what's going to happen: is there's going to be a predator there hunting down the people to like get his tech back. Maybe several predators hunting up the humans because they have their tech. They can't leave that shit behind because that that would advance the human race. Uh-huh. So. I think, and then this other big predator, I assume, is going to come and be like, yo, other preds, you fucking up. I'm going to come clean up all this mess, and predators and humans are going to have to work together to take out these bigger predators. Ah, Or maybe just one. I hope there are several of the bigger predators. I hope it's just like, becomes this big, like, clusterfuck, like, knockdown, drag out war between humans, predators, and, like, these altered predators or something. Just, like, show me a bunch of shit I haven't seen, like, multiple predators fighting alongside humans is cool because i mean they did it in the comics a bunch so i'm not like opposed to yeah. them working together and That'd like be an the, interesting road to go down for sure because it's like the they're not i think the thing is is like they i think people just assume that the predator and like from the films it doesn't really give you an indication that they're like they're just like they just hunt that's all they do they don't really know our language they don't give a shit but they're kind of like an honor-based race so and I don't think anyone wants to die, you know? So I think it could be cool to see, like, a team up and, like, a mutual respect between humans and predators. Like, yo, we're always going to hunt you, but, you know, you guys are top-notch and we got to get fucking out of this shit. Yeah. But, I mean, they explore that stuff in the comics, and I would just like to see some of that come into the movies. I'm sure he's well-versed in this source material. I bet you he's read all the comics, too, probably. Shane Black. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what from from what I've heard of the test screenings is like the comedy throws a lot of people off, mm. and some people didn't really like the new mythology he's setting up. So, so you're uh, going in with sort of uh, tapered expectations, dude. I'm gonna take the day off for this shit. I'm gonna see it twice. I'm fucking stoked for this, dude. But yes, I'm going in like, I mean. It's got to be better than both AVP it's, movies, so... It's, <laughs> like, that's... It's, it's interesting to think that, you know, Shane Black had that moment in the original Predator where he's telling a joke to jump ahead 2018. People are on the fence on whether there's too much comedy in a Predator movie. I just think that's yeah, kind of well, funny. Because I mean, that was, I just, like, his big moment. <laughs> yeah, he's I like, just yeah, assume I want more comedy. I just assume it's filtered throughout, not just the beginning. Like, right. uh, what I would assume from that comment is it's too funny all the way through. But, I mean, I don't know, because so, I haven't seen it. I didn't get to go to a test screening, but I should. They reshot the uh, a large portion of the third act as well, apparently. Yeah. Well. I heard the third act, like, was, like, kind of cool, and, like, it just changed a lot. Like, it was crazy. Like, you kind of follow these beats, and you're like, I've seen this movie. Then the third act, from what people have said, was like, holy fuck. Okay. So, mm. I don't know if they added more action or, you know. 
whatever. It'll be, I mean, we'll it'll see. be good to see. It'll be good to see predators on screen again. Like, who cares know, if it dude. sucks ultimately, or if it's mediocre, or if it's great? Like, it's gonna be awesome. Predators was awesome, you know. Like, it's a good. It's a good, you know, you got the time kicking around, throw it on, and you're just like, hell yeah. There's some fucking, you know, better than it's, Alien versus Predator, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I just, I don't think, like, when people are like, just like, with the last Alien movie, everyone was like, kill the franchise, we don't need any more. And, <laughs> and people will say that about this, too. And it's like, why do you want to kill it? It's not like we got, like, 20 of these fucking movies coming out every year. They're not comic book movies. Someone's peeing. Stefan, what's going on here, man? You're relieving <laughs> yourself? <laughs> oh my god. No. I have a sorry, I didn't I thought I was far enough away. Um I don't I don't I have a water like jug thing in my room. I was pouring some water and think the mic could get it. Nice <laughs> save. I, I was not peeing. I was not peeing that time in particular. But you never I'd strike with that warning and you never know exactly, so maybe I was peeing. I wasn't peeing, but... Well, we'll never know. <laughs> we will never know. Anyway. Even though I'm we're all playing it. naked bingo together. Apparently, at this point. <laughs> it's, it's I seen his penis! <laughs> sainted. A sainted. Sainted. Going into <laughs> Halloween, I have seen this trailer. Everybody yeah. ready on this one? I'm ready. Uh -huh. Alright, so this is the uh, sequel, sort of? It's a sequel... Yes. All the other ones are d don't exist. Truth. Okay, right. copy that. Um, yeah, this trailer's awesome. Uh, three, two, one, start. That first shot on the cameras kind of throws me off. You don't like cameras? I don't know what it is, but uh, of course the rest of it is fine. I don't know, I'm being super nitpicky there. I like the setup. It's like it's like just some like true crime film or something. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Or tr crime drama. I love that image. I don't get the the color. What is checkerboard that? thing? It looks that's yeah. cool. That's so cool. I don't. Is that common yeah. in in in? Uh... It looks you know like. I mean, it, it might be they're outdoors. Yeah. I mean, I assume they get some yeah. outdoor time. It's like the... they're. Because I assume the people at Michael's around or like yeah. the worst of the worst. But in even not like a literal sense either, it's this really cool visual that kind of is good yeah. to reflect that mental insanity or something. It just looks really cool. Yeah, in contrast to, you know, this like suburban town yeah. that we're moving into. Yeah. It looks great. Uh, I don't, I don't Connecticut? Maybe. <laughs> I forget. I don't remember, but it's Haddonfield is the, uh... Yeah! Yes. Yeah, John Carpenter has been on board with Blumhouse, alright. Yeah. The cast is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. She's hot. Dude, this, this right here is... I was like, I don't know about this, and then I saw this and I was like, oh, this is gonna be... This yes. is gonna be gory uh, as fuck. This shit right <laughs> this, here, dude. Dude, yeah, so uh, good. That's terrifying. This shit, dude. <laughs> Putting on his fucking mask. Yes, that shot is so good. It almost yeah. has emotion in that emotionless face. I mean, it's it's like when he puts it on, it's like he's holding. So it, iconic. It's fucking. Oh yeah. He's back. That's amazing. You don't 
That's shot through the uh, thing yeah. there. That smarmy guy is a great character to... He looks like a good... Shitty. Interesting character. Yeah. <laughs> this, dude, it's this is so classic, good. but it's so good. So good. I love just the keep on pressing on the door. <laughs> I love it. Oh! <laughs> That's like classic Ooh. boogeyman shit. It's I gave me goose pimples. David Gordon Green, did you guys just see that? Yeah. Directed yeah, by David directed. Gordon. Oh it's my written God. by him and Danny McBride. What? Yeah. Oh, I think I remember. Yeah, I remember that. Oh my god, this is gonna be fucking awesome. That looks great. That was the second time I see him, but oh man. Is there anything bad about this trailer? Let's just ask this question. I don't um, like that they've kind of ex like. I wish they would have tried to incorporate two and three and, because they do make an homage scene to the season of the witch, which is the one where the kids put on the weird masks and it like transforms them. I wish they would have kind of like like why even show those masks if you're excluding it from this Halloween timeline. Hmm. I just what, wish they would have incorporated a little more. What masks? I just feel like it's those? I just it's just weird to be like okay so we had one Halloween movie and then forty years later it's Halloween two is how it's supposed to be watched. I don't know. I just what, so what what masks were you talking about? Do they they show up in this trailer? Yeah, there's shots of all these like Halloween masks. Uh huh. At some point, and they're in Halloween three, which some people like. When I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck? This isn't Michael Myers. I don't like this." Yeah, it's supposed to be different, right? Yeah, and then because I mean, like I think Halloween it's... officially was started as a like it was gonna be uh, each movie would be different. It would just be a take on Halloween. Okay. And then everyone loved Michael Myers. So they're like, "Well, fuck. I guess we'll make another one." And then three, I think they were like, no, let's do that concept. We'll just oh, call it three, see. Season of the Witch, and we'll take it this direction. And then everyone's like, what the fuck is this? Where's Michael Myers at? And then they're yeah. like, oh. But that recently has found a home with, like, a lot of people love that fucking, like, really enjoy that movie. Yeah. And consider it just, like, part of the universe. And I, I wish they would have just kind of included some of it. Because it, like, does have a cult following. You know, I mean, and yeah. it's David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. I mean, Dan... Yeah. Dave Gordon Green's a smart writer. They could have figured out how to incorporate one Maybe they two. wanted to steer clear of, like, mystical kind of elements for, for this. It seems more, like, down yeah, to Yeah, I get it. I, I mean, I think it looks cool. I'm definitely interested. I, with all the talent behind it, it seems like a cool fucking movie. But that's my only, like, I just... The timelines are getting too fucked up now. And it's like, God damn it. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. we're in the I multiverse. Don't what, I don't know what I'm allowed to watch anymore. You're allowed to watch whatever you want, my friend. How many have there been? Like ten? Something like that. It's always yes. felt like uh, Halloween was like the classy slasher film. You know what I mean? Yeah, the classier, like the Friday the Thirteenth comparison. Like Friday the Thirteenth is a nice burger, but Halloween is a steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely, it definitely takes it takes itself more seriously than other things in like the slasher genre. You know, you have that psychological bend there's always the psychiatrist who's like mulling over these like deep thoughts on the psyche of this individual while he's out killing and the stuff. rob zombie one he he thinks that his real face is a mask and that his the mask is his face right yeah you know it leads like the, the filmmakers to go down that road so i'm really excited to see what danny mcbride and david gordon green came up with man oh this to me i'm i'm excited i'm titillated
Welcome, listeners, to Superhouse Podcast's review of Hereditary, directed by Ari. Oh, got it. Esther, uh, starring Tony Collette, Gabriel Byrne, Alex Wolf, and Millie Shapiro. All right, guys, it's the time. General thoughts, Andrew, go. Uh, I was confused after I watched it, and I, I don't know. So the, I, I might need to see it again to really get it, and I have talked with you, Maddie, and, and Stefan, uh, you know, one-on-one about it, and um, it actually did help me. I already liked it, but I, it made me like it a little more after I understood it a bit more. <laughs> and uh, I, I do think it's a, still a little bit overrated, like it's saying, it's the best horror movie ever, like uh, – uh, hold on, that's not. I don't. I still don't think that's true. But I did. I did like it quite a bit, and I did enjoy the turn at the end. So there's that. Stefan. Um. At, at first, like the the hype around it, I think got to me a little bit. So I went into it thinking like, not. I don't like saying I had high expectations, but I was like, well, if it's at least as good as like The Conjuring, and I really like The Conjuring, and that seems like you know mostly kind of a mainstream horror movie i'm like if it's as good as that then i'm down you know or whatever and i found myself really enjoying it throughout the whole movie um but i in retrospect i like the paimon twist at the end but and even though there were clues throughout i still felt like the writing felt like really rushed right at the end it's like how we're gonna wrap this up but the more I thought about it, the more it became more intriguing. And so now I'm kind of like still examining my, my thoughts about it. But I think, you know, I really enjoyed it throughout. And there's just parts where I'm like, hmm, scratching my chin a little bit. Cool. Um, I'm also going to go with don't ever see it. Like the hype around this movie is this would have been a better movie if you would have. I would have been like, hey, guys, we should watch this movie called Hereditary at a movie night. Yeah. Never seen it. Just came out. Six ninety nine. We can watch it now. Let's watch it at home. And you watch it, and you're like, "Holy fuck, that's terrifying!" I'm gonna. Yeah. The hype machine is terrible. I mean, I think this movie is really well done. Um, if Stefan hadn't said that he was on the fence about it or just didn't care for the ending, that really brought my expectations down. And I think I enjoyed the film ten times more because yeah. <laughs> I trust Stefan's opinion. I mean, I wouldn't be doing a podcast with these dudes if I didn't trust their opinion. And I think that really helped me going into um, Hereditary. Um, I loved it though. I liked every like. I thought it was a classy horror film. Um, and dude, I'm just gonna say, always gonna be a sucker for cults. Anytime you put them in a movie, it's probably gonna. I'm probably gonna enjoy it. So moving yeah. on from that, we're gonna go into what didn't you like? What was the thing that you were just like, man? I don't know. I didn't really sell it for me. Then maybe we can just get into discussion about certain things, and we can maybe talk each other through this, and we can all get out. Of, we can all love this movie together. Yeah. So Andrew, tell me what you didn't like, or stuff you had questions about. Yeah. Um, well, I had. I I think it's the filmmaking was kind of good overall. Really, it, it is classy, like you said. But as far as the minuses, it's just what I said before about like stuff not being super clear. Like, the whole, like, you know, it's like they kind of switch up the rules near the end a bit where they throw the thing into the fire and then the other guy catches on fire and not her. And it's like, okay, but then Maddie and I talked about this and it could have been just because he's the god of, uh, like, a a god of mischief or something. Yeah. Mm. Uh, maybe it is that, but it's, it's a little unclear. So I, 
I don't know. I didn't like that that much. And also the mother, like, she's she's not likable at all. And uh, I guess that she's not supposed to be, mm-hmm. but uh, really, it's sometimes. I know everybody's supposed to fucking die in this movie, pretty much. But God, who's likable in this movie? You know, like not many people. Not I mean, really. Gabriel Byrne. <laughs> well, I mean, you start a movie with a death in the family, and then so you're not getting the best of the mother at any point yeah. in this movie. Plus, she goes through and says that her whole family has mental health issues. So mm. there's some of that coming in because Gabriel Byrne's character at points goes, I've been through this with you before. We're not going through this again because he gets really yeah. frustrated towards the end of the movie. And I, the whole time I was watching this, I was like, man, if this is her just having multiple personality bullshit, I'm not going to dig this movie. I've seen this right. too many fucking times. You played this character in a show called United States of Terra. I'm not fucking into this. And then when like the turn comes when she's like, no, it's like it's a fucking crazy cold. I was like, shit, you got me, hereditary. Let's go. Where's this journey going? Who are we put trying to put in somebody? What's all this about? You know? Um, and I think there's a lot of clues there. Like you're not meeting this family at top. Hey, we're all high. We're all we all love each other. That's the lowest of the low in this movie, man. Yeah, I mean the only people that I really like is like the son character because he's like the most relatable. He's like the only one who's being a fucking like normal person. I hate his face. I hate looking at his face. He's a really good actor, but I hate looking at his face. He's all greasy all the time. I know we're in minuses now, but I, since we're on the topic of him, I liked the scene where he had, like, the, the you know, spoilers as usual, but, you know, after decapitation, he just goes home, doesn't tell anybody, and get, goes to bed. Yeah. That's, what dude, I feel like that's some shit I would do, bro. Like, I would what? be, like, I could not process it. Right, uh, that's a very realistic reaction. Like, it and then really the sound like, bite of her discovering in the morning. That was oh, dude, great. so good. Well, I that love that great. shot where he like looks up into the rear view, and I was like, oh fuck, man. Yeah, like I, my heart good. rate went up. I was like, I'm not ready for this, but I want to yeah. see it. And then he like goes down real quick. I was like, fuck. Yeah, it actually dude, reminded it's so me. So good. His his plight with him and like there's that girl crush interest that he had and like his high school life. It, it played out like super dark times. Um, if, if you guys kind of, like yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of, that's what I was feeling. Like you had this, like this high school thing where he's dealing with all this, like, cause you knew it was something supernatural or something mystical or something was going on around them. Cause there was all the kind of like hallucination or ghostly apparition imagery or whatever, but it was like a good mix of like being very grounded in this like reality where you feel for the, every member of the family, even though they're kind of all kind of prickly, um, but at the same time, there's some fucking crazy fucked up thing going on. And then so that's, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say for right now. <laughs> or, not, well, not all. Sorry. Uh, just I interrupted you, Andrew. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's fine. Uh, just a matter of the, finishing out my uh, mm-hmm. minuses here. Uh, I, it's another thing about being confused. Uh, so the question I have now is if if the mother's body is in the attic then is how was that affecting things that's why the house that's why they're being uh the the paimon is able to move from body to body because she's in the attic or like what what exactly why why was that important 
Um, I would just so this whole movie, and it's been confirmed by the director that the cult has planned all of this. Like when Charlie gets yeah. her head ripped off, that's the pole that you see in the beginning with Paymon sign on it. So it could have been Joni who put the body in. Yeah, the, it's Joan who put the body in. There. Yeah, because that that's what made. Because she's the she's she's continuing on the Queen Lee's the grandmother's work. So she just wants the body there for the coronation of Paimon, Peter. Yeah, well, because yeah. then there, the, if you notice, the all three of the uh, the women in the family are decapitated, yeah. and then you have the two, the mother and the grandmother, are bowing, and then you have Charlie's head on top of the fucking king statue thing, so that. Um, there's a notion of like there's like why all why do all three of the women in that family need to be decapitated for the specific you know ceremony to bring Paymon into the body of Peter. Okay. Say so, all right. Yeah. And I mean, so this. Yeah. So it's it's deep. It's it's deeper. It's it's much deeper in the cult um, psychological cult aspect than it is in anything really supernatural. It seems like to me. Yeah. Because it definitely there's, is there's, supernatural yeah. at the end, though. Yeah, and that's and that's what's kind of cool about it. Thinking about it afterward is it's kind of debatable there, really, because because the mental illness factor factors in like hallucinations and stuff. There's freaky cult shit going on. Okay, but so also, that's, that's this may be another conversation, but yeah. I I like like I viewed the end scene as being re reality. That yeah, Paimon no, I mean, was in the body of the. Yeah, I but yeah. but I think it's left kind of ambiguously because there's nothing directly saying like yes, this is like some magic shit just happened and a demon's in here. Everything could be debated, even though you saw some shit that you can't really explain. I just I don't really think it can be debated because of the rays of light that show up continually through the movie. When okay. you see that, when you oh, see right. that light go but, into him and disappear, yeah, but that's nobody like else, the entity is nobody else sees that, but, but the person who the scene is focusing on. No, 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 no. We see it as the viewer when it enters Peter because Peter's knocked out. We're not right. viewing that from any other person in the film. That's for us viewers to know that he has become. No, I know, but the other time in the hallway when he sees the light. Um, He's I the know. only one really perceiving that light at yeah, the time. Yeah, so. but Charlie's seen it and Peter's seen it, so it does exist. I know, but but neither either character, you know, mentions that to one another. You know what I mean? So we well, know that they've seen it. Yeah, that's because Charlie's but dead. That's, that that's all I'm saying is that's what's cool about the movie is you can. I feel like the elements of the film are are left to be debatable, in terms of like whether it's more the things that we've experienced and seen are more the metaphor for the mental illness and how the mental illness stuff factors into the imagery and the plot and then in and, and, and ultimately into Paimon because there was a there was a quote by the director how he said like Paimon came in late in the script so he like kind of assigned just whatever DD sound like it made the most sense to what he was doing so it's I think it's kind of like a combination of both things is what I'm saying it's like which I think makes it good I agree up until the end when the spirit enters Peter I think at that at that point it's not yeah, the family does have mental illness that runs through it, but I think everything that happens at the end of that movie is really yeah. happening because it's all orchestrated by the cult. The director said that this whole event yeah. that takes place is the cult is all behind it. Like, for what whatever powers that be, Charlie had to get her head knocked off at that pole. That happened. Yeah. They planned Honestly, that. I think I could have done without the rays of light whatsoever, and it would have still made just enough as an impact. You know, I like that because it, it was me. it was a different way to do uh, pos- an 
to show something was occurring, like there was a spirit around. I did think it was going to get a little yeah. sci-fi the first time it shows up, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I wondered about and I that, was like, too, and then, yeah. But I liked it because it came into play. It was like how, Pi- like, you like you knew that Paimon was around. Like, yeah. So. I guess I thought it was kind of a cheesy effect, too. I didn't think the effect was really Dude, that, that shot in the, full, the school hallway seems pretty dope. That's when I thought it was the most, like, too uh, CG-ish. <laughs> the first time you see it when it just kind of cascades the room and you're like whoa what was that I was like that was cool um, but then that one, the later one was a little more too revealing I don't know or something but um, yeah yeah. can I do uh, I got a couple more dislikes I think cool I think they're dislikes is the thing I'm not really sure exactly but um, there was a lot of imagery that I thought was really cool looking but it didn't seem like super consistent like there's the house at the very beginning, that very first shot of the house on stilts, the little cabin outside. Mm-hmm. There's it was really pivotal, and they they do bring it back around with that image, but then they also do that thing where we go into the dollhouse, and then it turns out to be the real room, and ultimately just ends up being a stylistic choice, other than like something yeah, that has to do. Yeah, I thought with that it. that house he was seeing with yeah. the red uh, windows through his room, I thought that had something to do with the miniature houses for all the longest time yeah well and i felt like i felt like that first little cabin was like really profound image but then you have these miniatures thrown in which the miniatures are really cool but but i also felt like okay like i don't know there's there's two different types of like houses that we're looking at i mean i guess we're looking at houses the whole time honestly but um but i guess what i'm trying to say is that the miniatures didn't seem like they kind of wrapped into the story so much other than to kind of like tell moments of the story which i do think is cool because it's better than like expository dialogue of like grandma used to do this and grandma used to i know do that. what you're saying there's nothing deeper being said there yeah like, i thought I, mean, I thought all, all yeah. she does is like uh it shows that she handles her grief through her art right and, and i like that that's it yeah. really she's an artist i mean that's yeah. her job so they're gonna showcase that I get that. I just, I just, I, I I just feel felt like everybody like, who watches yeah. a movie, if there's anything cool in it, it's got to have fucking meaning in it. Well, like, it's not even that it has that meaning for me. Yeah. This is kind of like the exact kind of like criterion kind of shit that usually <laughs> does have meaning. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying this. I'm not. I don't think, I'm I don't think you're saying, saying this makes it a terrible movie exactly. anyway, either, right, Stefan? You're yeah. just saying that it's. Yeah, I'm not talking about whether it means something necessarily. I just think that the, that for film, like. Uh, the visual aspect of it i feel like there was a lot of different types of like stylistic visual things that they were doing in the movie and i don't feel like they all added up um you know in like a balanced kind of way maybe she feels like she doesn't she can't she doesn't have a control over her life well because this is is a life that she can have control over these sure 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 i mean yeah sure but i think also like when you start getting into where Charlie's making her little dolls and stuff. So there's all these other objects that are meant to take significance or whatever. They seemed to focus on all these things. And I guess I wanted, I wanted them to tell, um, what am I, I guess I wanted them to just like be more consistent. I don't know that maybe that's really nitpicky, but the, the, the consistency with the themes, like visually, like the visual execution of what we're looking at and stuff like that. I wish they would have taken some steps back with maybe like not so many miniatures, not like a memory every other scene. You know, maybe just like a, three significant memories well, that I mean, she's working we, on. When we first and, see it, she's working yeah. on like a children's hospital in a playroom. 
Yeah. Like she's not even working on any dark shit really. Yeah. She doesn't start working on I, yeah, dark I don't shit until later. Yeah, I guess I guess I just felt like throughout like they're introducing a lot of visual ideas and not like knocking them all out. Well, there the is that scene all. too that's one of the most fucked up ones in my opinion is the one where she's doing the scene with the head, you know, yeah. the decapitation. Right. And then the 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 father comes in and says, "Well, what are you doing? This is nuts." And he she's like it's from a objective point of view or something like that. And it's like, yeah. that shows just how nuts she is with a response yeah, like that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like, okay, it's objective, but this is a scene of your daughter yeah. getting her head fucking cut off. Yeah. And like, you know, I said, like this is, uh, yeah. this is forget the view. This is, this is nuts. You're doing this. Yeah. And like I said, a lot of my comments at this juncture are kind of still on the fence, you know, because I, 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 the more I start talking about them, the more I start le- thinking about them, the more I look at them differently and stuff like that. So, you know, that's why I think I really like the movie. So anyway, I think those are my gripes for now. <laughs> uh, I don't think I really disliked anything in it. Um, everything was kind of, I just thought it looked great visually and... I kind of got, I found a way, like, uh, anything I had a question about, like, I was just like, oh, cool, I think it's this. And once you read more about Paymon and stuff, um, a lot of, like, what that god can do makes a lot of sense of the events that unfold in the movie. And that kind of sucks because, you know, you guys, like, people have, like, so say, for example, if King Paymon wasn't written about ever in history, and this is some new mythology... That would be weird because you're like, well, how do I answer these questions? But, like, doing some research, I know it's very rare we do it here on Super House Podcast, but <laughs> um, uh, reading about, like, just different interpretations of him and what people say and think he can do yeah. and, like, what his powers are makes a whole, like, puts a whole new spin on things. And I think I sent, like, most of the articles to you guys yeah. to read and catch up on. And I think it does explain a lot. I don't think it explains everything. And I think some of it, is just the director being like, you know, it's just, you know, it's what I wanted to happen. And it's like, that's cool, man. It's your vision. And I also, like, um, uh, my roommate was kind of upset that there wasn't more with the miniatures. Like, there wasn't more of that in shot, like, at the first shot of the movie. And, like, they're like, well, why did they do that more? Why wasn't something going on in the dollhouses? And I was like, all right, this might sound like <laughs> a shitty thing to say, but I bet it's budget. I bet this script was huge, and it probably had a lot of cool miniature dollhouse shit in it. And then they're like, we can't afford that, dude. We're A24. This is your budget. <laughs> you know? Like, you want to incorporate this, that's fine, but you got to work it in somehow. You know? Um, and then I thought, like, I saw that shot, and I was like, that's really cool. And immediately popped in my head was, that's a Wes Anderson shot. Mm. Like, if you had a whole bunch of dollhouses and we were always entering them to go into a room or, like, to show what was going on in a house yeah. really far away, everyone's going to be like, this is like if Wes Anderson made a horror film. Ugh. And it's like, I mean, and I think as a director, I think you kind of have to be conscious of certain stylish stuff you do, you know, mm-hmm. because you are going to get compared to someone. Um, yeah. I said when I walked out of it, I was like, this is like if Wes Anderson and the guy and the director of The Witch made a movie together. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, yeah. there would probably be a little more comedy in it, but for the most part, yeah. I was like, this stylistically, this is what it kind of reminds me of. Yeah. It, it, the Witch and this movie both have very similar kind of like rises um, mm-hmm. upward. Uh, they were both Sundance, like critical darlings and stuff. So yeah. it's interesting to make to see that comparison. 
Um, especially because I love The Witch. And then, um, you know, like, the... Oh, um, uh, yeah, that... Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Oh, um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I don't really think I have any dislikes. Um, I'm kind of glad. I am glad that Stefan uh, took me down a notch <laughs> from going into <laughs> seeing this because I think I probably would have had a worse reaction. Yeah. Not yeah, my initial have ste- just to. It's good to be brought down a peg before you go see a lot of stuff because there's all this hype around everything now because of the internet. Yeah, like nothing's a surprise anymore. It's like, oh yeah, that one shot from the tra- trailer wasn't in the movie or whatever, but. Yeah. generally you know what you're getting into and then like people with quotes like scariest thing since the exorcist it's like it's not even the same fucking movie like why would you even make that i mean yeah it's a possession story but it's a totally different fucking movie if it's anything it's like it's like rosemary's baby meets wicker man or something yeah um but you know i just was like i don't know i, th- I hate that quote because like one of uh, one of the roommates i went saw it with was like I just thought it was going to be, like, creepy like The Exorcist, and, like, I wanted that kind of, like, that terror. Uh, I was telling Stefan, too, probably a dislike is I thought it was too tame. Because I thought this yeah. movie, like, the way it was kind of, like, they were just like, it's terrifying. And I was like, damn, yeah. I'm going to see some fucked up shit. Like, I'm going to see stuff that's like, oh, my God, that's fucked. I wanted to um, see some really twisted, like, innovate on some of the, like, more twisted shit we've seen lately from it to... Dude, Tony Collette cutting her own head off though was one that of the most fucked that, up things yeah. I've seen in the theater. <laughs> that image does stick with me. And there I mean, was some decent scares in there, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's a pretty fucked up scene. I'm not saying it's not. Also seeing Charlie's head all fucking maggoty, pretty fucked up. It's just like, I've watched entire movies with that nonstop. I think ultimately I just wanted the ending to be to fuck me up more, you know, and I just felt like, mm, yeah, okay, I guess. And I like cults and stuff. I just feel like there's a whole lot of that going on right now. And so that was like, but was like has okay. that been in another movie though recently though? I'm just thinking like cults are just big right now in general, you know, like Wild Wild Country and stuff and like Oh, well that's the, like you that's know, House House of the House of the Devil had like that same similar, not same, but similar type of ending where it's like a small cult sacrifice thing. No, she's trying to give birth to the devil in that one. She Don't get me wrong. I liked it. Um, no, I, right. But and I'm just saying, it's, like but I'm just saying, <laughs> all right, fair enough. Um, I would agree I with I've, you maybe if I've, I've seen a lot of cult movies recently. Maybe I've maybe I personally haven't. I just took you that, did took were you were but just I, saying you've but been like watching it. a lot of true crime shit recently, so true, I yeah. get that. Yeah. But I, the thing I'm just gonna counter with real quick that I've never yeah. seen a story about King like King Paimon, right? And like using a lesser uh, like godlike creature who is in Satan's army. Like you rarely see that. It's always Satan. It's always the devil. It's Lucifer. It's always that. I like that. I like the idea of like. These little Orancy Pazuzu. I like the, yeah, I like these little like cult um I like these little like sanctions of cult that might also be trying to raise other of like yeah. there's a lot of these gods that exist and I like the idea of that. The whispering in the in the hit in the ear too like yeah. Paimon yeah. or whatever. My I like that it's um I lost that thought. But my favorite scare in the whole thing honestly I think was probably one of the most tame scares was just when she walks up into Charlie's room or grandma's room I forget and then I, before she leaves the room she just turns over and grandma's there smiling like the apparition of her yeah and no, I thought I mean, you know it's just so it's so simple but the, the timing and the atmosphere and Tony Collette's response to that image 
was just so good in that moment um and and yeah yeah so and also the cult thing like i feel you know in retrospect it is very it's really well built in uh to the whole thing by the end the the payoff um but yeah i definitely could have used a little more fucked up shit <laughs> no yeah i i agree i definitely I, I really wanted them to turn up the scares um I, yeah i guess if i had one dislike as well more that i think about i mean i like the scene it definitely scared it definitely made me jump was when she does like the weird spider crawl across the wall because i just like yeah at that point the scares have been pretty tame there wasn't anything like yeah. that oh so that's another thing i went in expecting like a totally different type of movie and i didn't realize it was going to be so like artistic yeah and not that that's a bad thing but it took me off guard i was like oh shit so i think a lot of the people that probably showed up and were laughing are the people that are like oh amber alert oh that's sad <laughs> is it my f oh shit sorry guys I didn't realize that it was my phone um, uh, <laughs> anyway yeah yeah, yeah. so I feel, I feel like for me it was like it was it, it, they were comparing it to more like the exorcist I don't know why the exorcist and yeah yeah stuff like that and I'm just like you're right man it's like a totally different type of movie but you know definitely to sell it I feel like it was a, a whole different thing so by the time I got around to like what was going on and stuff it was i was too late i my knee-jerk reaction was negative but yeah but i've since i've since been thinking a lot about it and it's been it's been a pretty enriching experience i haven't so. seen you make a turn like this before I yeah no yeah i know that was pretty quick i think you know i got it's it's tough sometimes to like i try i try not to go into movies thinking so critically about them but sometimes you just like that's just what happens because we spend so much time talking about movies which i love so sometimes i'm just like you know i gotta i gotta take a step back from myself a little bit as maddie famously would say get over yourself <laughs> do you think um, about uh what you'll say in the podcast while you're watching the movie yeah sometimes i like i like i'll, I'll like throw little sound bites in my head together stuff and it's 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 not just specifically because of the podcast. I think I do that with a lot of things. I like to kind of like, you know, frame it out and be like, this is what I think of this thing. This is what I think of this thing. That's what I think of this thing. And like kind of compartmentalize in that way. But, um, but now it's, it's a much easier nowadays to not be so rigid to that and be like, okay, maybe I was a little bit overreactive to what I expected versus what I actually saw. And the one thing I did, I'm proud of myself for doing is just like, I was fully engaged, fully focused. I didn't have the issue of anybody stupid talking or anything to disengage me. So I felt like I remembered quite a bit of the film and it, I processed, processed it pretty well. Mm -hmm. But that being said, I think there is a lot of stuff that I missed um, and, and didn't want to admit to it right away. Because <laughs> my knee-jerk reaction is never pretty either. It's just like, that was bullshit, fuck it, sucks, move on to the next thing. So, you know. So, I yeah, know that's when I why we have <laughs> private group chat to process these things through. <laughs> yeah, when I got that, I'm the fucking meat grinder. I think when you sent meh after you saw it, I was like, "Damn, really? Like, what the fuck, yeah. man? Like, there was nothing good about this movie because yeah. there are shots in the trailer that look. I would be like, eh, it wasn't that good, but it was shot really well. But just meh, yeah. I was like." come on dude this is a pretty high grade whore like there's yeah. gotta be something you like. one thing you had <laughs> yeah. to have liked and I was stupid like, but after I but honestly you know yeah I mean 
The thing is, also, I, I ascribe to the hermetic, like, Loki-esque, um, mischief god kind of thing myself, too. And I, I know it's a deep-rooted thing. It's probably mean sometimes and comes out negative, but I like to stir it up okay, <laughs> you know, sometimes. So that was, I think, I think that was Paimon, you know, exercising himself through me in response to that. So threw people for a loop because my friend at work asked me, too, like, did you go see a Reddit area? How was it? And I was like, it wasn't no big deal. So it throws your expectations all out of whack. For a film that plays on your expectations so much, I think it's the best thing you could do for somebody. Yeah. Tell them it sucks. See, see if they go see it. That's true. You'll, you'll end up enjoying it more, really. Yeah. yeah. Expectations are yeah. such a big thing. Yeah. Because, yeah, because I feel like I did honestly let the hype get to me and be like, okay. Well, it's just if you say, if you line something out and say it's the scariest movie, of, even of the year, I'm just like, all right, I'm already calling bullshit. Like, <laughs> let's see. You know, that's your, who said that? How many people said that? I didn't, I don't, you know, trailer looks good, but like, really? So. Yeah, um, I always look. Who's just, saying this shit? <laughs> yeah, I don't Who mean to be so article? rude, but time of the year, you must not have seen. I yeah. feel pretty. Yeah, but I do. I do really enjoy like the satanic mythological stuff um, that is played into a lot of movies, like The Witch, and um, I really like that kind of bend. Um, but I wish I wish there was more of a way to get more of the Paymon mythology in there, or more of the demonic stuff. But then. You know, but then maybe the, it, it was good. I think the scene with Joni talking about her like grandson or whatever. Again, it's like it's like yeah, maybe they are sitting there communicating with the ghost, or maybe it's some type of spell. Because really, what we're talking about here is witchcraft. You know, cults aside, yeah, it's like it's summoning and conjuring of demons and shit like that. So like, that's what I love. It's not. It's I thought it was going to be just a ghost movie. Honestly, this and, is uh, uh, this is yeah. also another thing. Like I was talking with Maddie, he explained this to me as well wanted to get your take on it, Stefan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, why is Joni, why was she trying to expel Peter uh, if she's on board with Peter becoming Paimon? Oh, she's trying to get Peter's spirit out of the body. Yeah. She's like, go away, Peter. Which just, I did not, yeah. this is another thing, I did not get that when yeah. I was first She wasn't trying to just get him to like run away because this is dr- near directly after the, uh, Tony Klet's made the connection with Joni, and Charlie's been dead for just a little bit, and so he's dealing with all that. Some lady from across the street, like <laughs> poor well, fucking and, kid. And man. then in the text that she, when she goes through her mom's box of like the the text that she's yeah, reading, there's a true. moment that says that how Paymon has to enter a body when it's at like its weakest or its okay. weakest moment. Okay. So this whole thing with Peter is everyone's tearing him down. He's becoming yeah, less yeah, human. Like when he's like. I mean, he jumps out a fucking window because he thinks it's his only option, dude. Yeah, and his mother, when they get in that fight, they're, like, not mother and son. Like, I know it, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they were, oh, that so was so intense. Like, I, that, that but, other scene, whenever she's, like, yeah. when everybody catches on, well, when they catch on fire in yeah. a dream sequence, man, that was also... <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point, Maddie. Like, I think, yeah, he really, they really prepared the vessel throughout the whole movie in an in interesting ways. I mean, first of all, you like his grandmother dies. They didn't seem to be that close because he doesn't like seem upset. So whatever. Yeah. But that stuff weighs on you. I wasn't super close with one of my grandfathers, but when he passed, it was I was just like, God, that's someone that's not in my life anymore. You yeah. know, and like I did, you know, we never really connected. He's like, you know, he was a farmer, and I'm like a fucking artist, and like it's like, yeah. you know, but he loved me. I loved him. You know, we just didn't connect as like you know me and my other grandfather did, and that shit happens. But I still loved him. 
You know, and I'm sure there's some love there. So that's the first thing. Then he kills his fucking sister, dude. Ugh. Yeah. Paymon should have just entered at that point. How low can you fucking get, dude? But yeah. they just take him the fuck yeah. down from that point on. And when you know, and not having your mom there because you want like I mean, you know, I think all sons at some point like you love your dad, but it's like mama, and his mom's not there for him. Ugh, yeah. Dude, it's it's pretty. Yeah. It's a fucked up, intense movie, man. It's, it's a like, rough movie. It's yeah. really rough. But um. Yeah, like, I love that scene when she's like, I expel you, Peter. I was like, oh, shit, this is reverse exorcist, dog. Putting bodies into her brother or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. even, like, I had to read about that. I think it was in the article I'm going to, like, yeah. cite later and stuff. But, when uh, when uh, Ari Aster talks about how, like, the cult designed everything, I think about, like, like <laughs> that shot where there's just, like, a ton of nuts being chopped up <laughs> it's yeah like, it's like that at, was meant at to what be. point did the like either the cult physically or mystically like provide the ingredients for that thing to be set up and it's yeah it's funny well that's the thing because there's all those cult members around the house towards <laughs> the end that are all like naked right and it's like who didn't oh, that who was didn't, good like that could have been a father or mother of the p- kids who are throwing the party being like oh you should make chocolate cake with nuts in it yeah, you know, like yeah. it's. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's. Hard I just to thought like, it was a. F- I just thought at times some of the images juxtaposed to one to one another were 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 funny. That one specifically, because then I'm like the cult. Like I just imagine like the comical side of me is like some fucking naked cult member with a big bag of walnuts. Well, I the whole. <laughs> I'm yeah. not taking that literally, you know what I mean? But I just that's what my hit my mind. I really. mean, I would have loved a scene where a guy just sneaks <laughs> into the frame and drops ding, the bag ding, of nuts ding, on. Ding, Charlie ding, turns ding. her head for a second. And he sprinkles ding, the nuts on top of the chocolate yeah. cake. Um, that's back as per our Looney Tunes conversation episode <laughs> previous. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, no, yeah. I, the whole time I was watching it, I thought what was going to, because it's hereditary, stuff's passed down. I thought the mother was going to be like some kind of being or like had been possessed. And that's yeah. why she was acting weird. It could have taken a split kind of turn. Yeah. And then Charlie becomes possessed with whatever her grandmother had. Yeah. Charlie was going to wreak havoc on the family. Like in yeah. a kind of weird, twi- you know that Twilight Zone episode where the kid's imagination comes to life um, in the Twilight Zone movie and it's like those weird uh, cartoon animatronics? I thought it was going to be that shit, just yeah. like, you know, not cartoony. I mean, that some of that stuff right. in that uh, episode of the Twilight Zone movie is terrifying, but yeah. I thought it was going to be that. And then when they fucking, she had the, when she was like going to die from the allergic reaction, I was like, what the fuck's happening? And then she gets her head knocked off. I was like, all right, dude, I'm, I'm game. What the fuck's happening? What's going on? I thought I had this movie figured out. And that's what, like, anytime I go into a movie, especially horror movie, because, like, Stefan watches a lot. I watch a lot of fucking horror movies. Joey watches a lot mm-hmm. of them. Like, you can kind of guess going into a movie, but I was kind of guessing. Like, I knew it was a possession thing, but I didn't really know what kind of possession or what kind of road I was going down. I love I love the ride. I thought the ride yeah. was well worth it. And I think, like Stefan said, some of the best scares were just not playing music in scenes or just extending the scene four seconds longer than it should have been right you know like i do like some of like the t- like the stuff that's supposed to scare you or get the jump out of you which there are like they're not jump scares because not the loud music but there are moments that are jumpy like they're yeah. put in there you have to have them it's a horror movie if i didn't jump at any point during anything that's a so-called horror movie i'm like well you didn't do that correctly yeah you know i yeah. mean i want the jump I don't need to yeah. jump every five seconds. That's it's, when a movie sucks. Yeah. It's but essential to your toolkit as, yeah. as a horror filmmaker, for yeah, sure. I feel like people misconceive that as well sometimes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, so <laughs> there was a thing that has been on the Internet about the heart rate going up, and it's like how it equals so much 
because your heart rate goes up so uh, yeah. so much while watching the movie. So, and I was watching the movie with this kind of in the back of my mind. And at some points, it would spike a little bit. But man, during that last third act, when everything starts coming together and you know you're amping up for the finale, dude, I really felt like my heart rate was like, I was like, man, this kind of fucked up, man. I feel weird. Yeah. Well, during, I, like, whenever she's cutting her own head off, that's, I think that was when it, like. Well, when the kid wait, when the kid wakes up and then the crawl right out of the room. Yeah. Peter wakes up, like, instantly, my heart rate, like, jumped. And I was like, at no point had the movie prepared me for this moment. Like, I knew it was coming. But I just thought it was funny that people have been noticing the heart rate, and I was like, "That's not gonna happen. This is a horror movie." But I noticed, and like even my, the roommates, I was like, "Oh, did you guys hear about the heart rate thing that people were saying, or like the articles on?" They're like, "No." I was like, "But they're like, but I felt it." And I was like, "Sweet, yeah, huh. that's pretty cool." But I, I was wondering if you guys felt any of that while watching it, like towards that final act where you're like, "Man, we gotta calm down a little bit, guys. Let's take a step back." <laughs> yeah. But I loved it. I just was like pumped. I was like, God, I, I'm going to see the fucked up shit now. And then the head, her cutting off her own head. Which, by the way, that scene's dope when he jumps out the window and you still hear it. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. my God, you got to cut through a lot of meat there. It was that <laughs> whole last third act that, yeah, it really just Fence. ramps up. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was uh, well well done on the director's part. Just um <laughs> amping things up um so we've kind of gone through what we didn't like what we did like um one more thing that i didn't think worked really well was when she's trying to pull off the son's head in that one scene when he wakes up he's like what the fuck i just thought the shot looked weird and awkward and that's probably the only shot that i was like i don't really understand how she got under the behind was the it made did it actually show her it's kind of ambiguous. No, I mean, I, right? yeah, I just, I thought it having like some tangent, like it touching him or him feeling that it touched just didn't work with the rest of the movie. It's a dream sequence too. So it's, yeah, got the I, whole, just, I don't know. It, I mean, I know what you're saying, but it's like, eh, it's fine. Is it though? I mean, I need to watch it again. <laughs> uh, that was the only one scene that kind of bugged me. Cause I didn't feel like there was a lot of physical contact with each family member that much, except when he's carrying Charlie out of, to the car she says in that scene too that she's never wanted to have him and she tried yeah. to so she, basically it's an unwanted child unwanted pregnancy does that play does that play into the whole cult thing or she's yeah. been kind of duped the whole time yeah. by the cults or is that story-wise is that how does that work seems to play in the tearing down of him yeah i mean yeah i mean it's just like but it's a I, dream sequence that that he doesn't know about it's oh right oh right 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 I mean, I have to see it again. I just know that I didn't like the way the shot was framed. I thought it looked a little weird. I didn't get it. Like, I just was like, meh, all right, come on. That's like, to me, that was the weakest scene in the movie. Um, mm. But that's just, I was just thinking about it. Like, I'd forgotten about it till we were, like, discussing certain stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't really care for that. But, I mean, I'm sure if I watched it again, I'd be like, oh, cool, I get it now. Because, I mean, there's a lot that happens. And you're also dealing with, like, this new mythology godlike creature. Uh, character um so we're just gonna do through this i know stefan had already mentioned uh, i'm just gonna do your favorite like just a favorite creepy moment favorite scare something made you jump doesn't matter just something they're just like that's that's sick i like that that was good yeah um Ste uh, andrew if you want to go just a scene that you're just like that's fucked <laughs> uh fucked instead of cool it's whatever i mean just something that you're just like something stood out yeah, yeah I, honestly, it was the fucking uh, Paimon, like, coronation. Like, whenever you hear the whisper, like, you're a general in Satan's army. And, like, and it's it's from off screen, and you just see the voice of him 
sort of there, but he's a shell of a human. And but that shell is still not full, like still trying to unpack what's going on. But the fucking demons pretty much taken over. Uh, and it's also like I like the cult shit too. And it's like, oh, this movie's about Satanism. It's like, oh shit. So to me, that that scene's probably number one. And then if I had another one, it would be the the head being cut off scene because cool. it's so fucked up. <laughs> Stefan. Um, I think my favorite, most like fucked up moment was my jaw dropped when the during the decapitation of Charlie. Um, oh yeah. Just from seeing the first trailer, I thought she'd play a much more significant role, like uh, in the Omen. Yeah. Or that's kind of like what I was expecting. Again, expectations it can be trouble. Um, but that's it did well prepare me because you have this ooh creepy kid. All right, I see what kind of movie this is, and then that shit happens. You're like, I have no idea where the fuck I am. Yeah, you know, like my jaw dropped, and I was I that was I mean, and the way they did it too because it's so sound driven, you know, and you're experiencing a lot of what happens through Peter's face, and it that was it was classy and it was gory without you actually seeing too much of that. I think you see you don't really see her head hit, do you? No, you just hear. Yeah, the, like, you the, hear it, right? Like, yeah, the it was done really good, and you know, it it most disturbing moment for sure. And I think it was really well done and awesome. So I agree with both of you guys. Those are great. I love. <laughs> so there's one moment where Charlie is looking at her grandmother, and then there's this weird, creepy, smiley guy, and I was like, "Man, that's a pedophile. Weird. Why would you put that in the movie?" Then later mm-hmm. on, when Peter, when his mom's in the corner, up in in the ceiling. There's yeah. another guy standing there naked and smiling like that. And I was like, that's why? unsettling. I may have that's the that. same dude. So oh, he God. looks so, for me, I don't know why I thought this, but he looked German as fuck. Like he was in Rammstein or some shit. <laughs> it's because of that slick back hair, dude. Yeah, that <laughs> really was what it was, blonde. But I yeah. like, I really want to go back and rewatch this movie because I feel like the cult members are always around. Yeah. Um and i mean i think all the stuff with like the charlie head on the weird king paimon idol doll uh statue was fucked up with the mom's head down like it's all good it's like there's a lot of really cool shit but i just that moment of him standing in the door i was like oh my god i also like the whole mom chasing her son and then her banging her head on the on the ceiling was just super unsettling especially with the sound design and then one last thing the sound design is incredible in this movie. I was sitting like center of in the very middle, like a row. Like I wasn't super close, but like there's really good seats in the theater we go to where you can like uh-huh. prop your feet up on some railing because um, yeah. we don't have the reclining seats at this the one that's closest to our house. Um, uh-huh. So we got those seats, but I was right in the middle, and there's a bunch like so Charlie throughout the movie makes clicking noises, just like like that, yeah. and there's a moment where I think it's like Peter's uh, like. Peter's hearing it, or I forget which character, but I could have sworn to God someone just did it behind me. <laughs> and then they do it again, and I was like, who the fuck, like, stop doing yeah, this. Yeah, I know exactly cool. what you're talking and about. And I was like, that sound, like, however that sound works, which I'm sure it's, like, pretty technical or whatever, but that... Surround. Ter- yeah, just that, sur- it, like, dude, it fuck with me. But that was the only time, like, I don't know... I was just like, man, that's fucked. Please don't be doing that behind me. I don't want to hear that for the rest of the movie. I thought someone was just fucking with me, dude. It's like, yeah. I don't want to hear that. Um, but uh, 
yeah man i yeah i thought this like the creepy stuff was good i will say like uh, like i said in the beginning i thought it was a little too tame but i think the effect of the stuff that they did do was very good and i think if it would have been too extreme you might have lost a lot too but that's my expectations again i'm always looking for the next horror movie to be like that's fucked up that's crazy i ain't never seen that before and i've never seen yeah. one saw their own head off but i've seen that razor wire been used it's called audition oh she cuts yeah. off that dude's like oh yeah <laughs> yeah so um but cool so um the next part i have is called all hail king paymon <laughs> and this is just kind of like if you guys have questions and want to know some answers about like what he is so i'm just gonna open the floor if you guys want to know anything um so because i read some of the articles that you had sent as well um but maybe describe more of like what he's known for if you got those like his yeah, particular okay, style ready um nice. so for the listeners there's this article on thrillist.com called what you need to know about king paymon and hereditary by Lindsay uh, romaine um really great article if you just want to dive more into it because this is going to be kind of like the abridged version because i'm not i'm not reading this whole article but um, there's another uh, demons and demonolatry is another one I looked up and he was like the demon of the day March 6, 2015. <laughs> so I read that article. Um, he is first mentioned in um, shit. So Paymon first appears and it's an anonymously written grimoire called Lesser Key of Solomon. You can actually buy this book on Amazon. Yeah, Interpretations. I have a digital copy of it. You can get a free PDF. Just yeah. Google that shit. And I think, yeah, um, I, I don't have that, but, um, but that would also <laughs> that that also goes through all the other. That whole book will go through a list of other gods, demons, and shit. Um, and he is uh, he's considered the master of art and sciences. He knows everything. If you want to know about art, science, the way the earth works, you talk to King Paimon. He will give you all the deets on how all this shit works and break it down for you. And I think, so in the movie, he has to have a male host. The director made that up. I don't know for what reason. You're just going to have to ask him. It doesn't, it, it's not specific of why. It's actually said that he is more, he, uh, that um, when he's drawn or like been seen, he's more effeminate looking. So I don't mm-hmm. understand why it necessarily had to be Peter. Um, and mm-hmm. he is kind of a, a lot of his like depictions show him riding on a camel and stuff. So he is kind of like a Middle Eastern kind yeah. of deity that was an or interesting god or that's how he likes yeah. to appear anyway so yeah um and i did that look what? at and and the actor is like part jewish yeah and he has a bunch of like other <clears throat> nationalities and all that um so i don't i don't know how much you want to read into that but yeah it, it is a I think it is an interesting like visual thing to do because they do talk about the description of him being like Middle Eastern and the crown and stuff like that and so yeah. there, I think there's something very deliberate there which is cool because you can obviously tell like all the family members don't really look like they could be um, or well, I guess the children don't really look like they could be from either parent really um, so so it, it is kind of an interesting yeah. aspect of it well, there is that mention of like when she's like telling she didn't want him and she tried to abort him Oh right, maybe it's not but Gabriel I Burns' kid. I don't think no. it's Gabriel Burns' kid. I think it's probably something yeah. she did early in her like. Yeah, and he's know? so supportive. He would just be like, "Well, you know, it's part of the family now." Yeah, and I think Charlie. Yeah. I, I think Charlie is there. As I see, like, I mean, as much resemblance as you can get yeah. between different actors. Yeah, sure. I mean, I definitely think she looks more 
But I thought that was pretty interesting reading about the way the deity like his described. Um, yeah. I thought that was interesting that the guy that they cast as Peter is definitely like, you know, doesn't look like his family. Right. Um, but I don't know how much like, like is, you know, cause I don't really think he's that effeminate looking either. <laughs> the, the kid in it. Right. Um, Maybe so, the, the mole. Do you think that mole is real? Yeah, he has it. He's in the, the newest Jumanji movie. I watched oh, okay. it. It's pretty good. It's a lot of fun. The final act kind of, the final yeah. act kind of falls apart a little bit, but uh, the journey there is great. And Jack Black playing a young teenage girl is Jack Black at his finest. Okay, um, I gotta see it now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I had a question. So was, does Paimon show up in the Bible at all? No, he only shows up in the Lesser Key of Solomon. Really? Okay. Yeah. This and is. Do you a, know what else do you know about that book? You know. I, I mean, I didn't research that. I was just researching uh, yeah. the Paimon for just the movie. I mean, I'm kind of interested yeah. to, like, download that PDF and start reading it just to expand my knowledge of demonology and, you know, just, I don't know, dive in that rabbit hole and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I start knowing everything about art and science, guys. Yeah, then we know what happened. You know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Lesser Key of Solomon, like illustrates out it's one of the earliest uh, known books to illustrate like the hierarchy of demons mm-hmm. and King Solomon having been uh, famous um, for and this is stuff that's not directly mentioned in the Bible King Solomon is in the Bible and the means by which he uses demons for his temple and this and that are kind of glossed over a little bit in that language Um so the Lesser King of Solomon itself is a later, like way later than the Bible book, but still pretty early um, 17th century-ish uh, kind of um, recounting of like this mythological hierarchy of demons. 17th century is way later, but yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. It, it was around the time when there was a romance age of the occult and stuff like that. And these particular old witchcraft mythologies started to bleed their way into literary um, circles and stuff like that, and so these kind of books got passed around a lot. The Ars yeah. Geisha and and um, he, he like is the movie correct when they said that he is like a general in Satan's army or something like that? Yeah, he yeah, commands yeah. like two hundred legions of spirits. Yeah, so you have seventy-two of these demons, and they all they all have a certain number of legions that they control, and that is all it, within the book. That's the or um, there's another book called the Pseudo Monarchia Daemonium. Which, um, which is, uh, which also illustrates the specific kind of like notions that these demons represent. Oh, Amber, um, <laughs> Amber Lord Kendall, as soon as you said demons. Dang, I know. I'm telling you, gotta fucking light some sage after this episode. I, I, I learned this from last podcast, but they said, they said in there, uh, you know, when they first started printing the Bible with the printing press, it of course was the number one book in Europe. Yeah. But number two was a book called the Malicus Maleficarum, which is yeah. like a book on hunting witches and yeah. trying witches, you yeah. know, and trials. So yeah. this that shit was just huge at that time, man. Yeah, it really was. It was a weird wave where entertainment, literature, and prejudice kind of like mixed in this soup and stuff. So that's why you have a lot of it's like such provocative materials around this kind of thing. And then when your movie is like referencing something that's built into an already previously fleshed out kind of mythology, um, then I think it, it lends a lot more weight to the film 
and I thought yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. It caught me off guard, I guess. Well, I really like there, there were clues, but yeah, I like the that. the symbol is also <clears throat> like if you just looked up Paimon before this movie came out, like that symbol, the necklace the mom's yeah. wearing, she's wearing, that's the symbol that's used for him. Yeah. So it's it's just like it, it's pretty cool. Did you find any significance with the symbol, like why it was designed that way, or? I no, I, I mean, I feel like that's like super deep dive stuff, yeah. and like, I think it has to do with the him riding the camel or something like that, like camels being ridden. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, my, that's he's also guess. supposed to show up with like two other deities alongside him. Yeah, so that would make I don't. Sense. Um, uh, people, people have like they summon him and they like actively like. <clears throat> I was reading, I deleted it, but if someone was, like, actually conjuring him to help them in certain things, because he, I guess it, like, it's weird, because he is, like, a demon, and he is part of Hell's army, but he just kind of is, like, a kind of gray area. I mean, I guess yeah. he can do fucked up shit, because if he grants you something, he's going to ask for something in return. Yeah, the big, uh, the big no-no with King Paimon is to say, Hail Paimon, without no, you gotta saying say, you gotta say King Paimon because he believes that he deserves to be called a king. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, Hell King Paimon. Paimon. I don't want to get in trouble here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was called. Uh, um, but um, oh, there's something else I was reading. I wanted to bring up. I wonder if they had any kind of like, um, kind of like ritual to kind of bless and cleanse the set. I always wonder about that when people draw from this, like how superstitious or mystical or. I don't know, spiritual well, you, maybe. I know from the actors, they said that it was pretty intense on set. I don't know if that was, like, yeah. I didn't read the articles. I don't know if that was in, like, just the performances they had to give, which I would assume it was that, because I yeah. hadn't seen the movie then. But, you know, anytime they make a horror movie, there's always that weird shit that happens on set, especially yeah. when it's yeah. conjuring stuff that, you know, talking about things that are supernatural. But I did want right. to say, just to kind of, because we did the, the the cult has orchestrated everything in this movie. Um, one of pa- uh, Paimon's many powers is knowledge of past and future events, clearing up doubts, making spirits appear, creating visions, acquiring and dismissing servant spirits, uh, reanimating the dead for several years, flight, remaining underwater indefinitely, and generally general abilities to make all kinds of things and all sorts of people and armor appear. So he's hmm. fucking can do anything. So I feel like um, any like questions that I'm like, oh, how did this happen? Like, because I was like, why did the body fly up into the fucking house? Like, what's that? Because Paimon had entered Peter at that point. So I was like, what's the point of the body floating up except to maybe give him direction? But if he like can command all these different spirits and bodies, like it, it mm-hmm. brings a lot of stuff. It clears things up. Mm-hmm. That you're just like, if you're deep keep thinking about it but yeah i mean i feel like most god and de- like all this deity stuff like they can basically do everything right yeah they like have no like weaknesses really right yeah because they you know a lot of these demons as well are representative of like psychological things that have been attributed to them mm-hmm. so like visually in your films that becomes like a the meat of how your representation of these like kind of characters and stuff like that so i'm sure there's a lot of details in this that that are peppered in to kind of illustrate the style by which that demon brought himself essentially into being in the boy and everything in Charlie. Does he have any kind of like motive like against or for Satan or? 
I think they take it pretty easy down in hell. As long as That's you got your I'm legions thinking. under control and you're sticking to the plan. You know, Lucifer was the first to call for equal rights and got cast down to, for questioning the, you know, vengeful wrath of Old Testament uh, God and whatnot. So, you know, I think they I think they do things a little bit differently. Sounds, you know, from what I understand, you know, way less conservative. <laughs> <laughs> in hell so you know did you probably... learn did you find anything like that in your research though uh maddie um i mean it, at no point is he like trying to overthrow like satan or anything like that or i mean he just he commands his legion and that's what he does dude and people summon him for to know i guess to make their lives better or make themselves smarter or more knowledgeable um it seems like i mean i was gonna watch some videos of people like using incantations and stuff and i got a little creeped out i was like i'm not gonna watch this what is it about <laughs> that right like i i'm also like very non-religious you know don't believe in that shit at all i think it's cool like as mm -hmm. far as imagery and stuff like that it's, listen to metal whatever boring. but it but it's like it's still like i think you're probably the same way maddie like you go home you go home and it's like uh something about that stuck with me I mean, I'm just not trying to invite weird shit into my house. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know if I, like... I mean, I just think I have a, a healthy respect for, you know... Just because I don't believe in God and all that. And other people... I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I was just like, man, just some of that shit's weird, and I don't know, yeah. like, it's because the day when you like brush it off, then then you experience something. You're like, oh fuck, and, you know, I didn't. You were trying to dot your eyes and cross your T's. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I've watched too many horror movies, dude. It's like when you exactly. watch Evil Dead and they hit the tape player, you know that incantation is going to happen. Don't hit the play button. You yeah. know, it's like when I saw the YouTube video of this guy, with, like, I don't, it was just like a dude, and he's like, Paimon incantation. I was like, I kind of want to watch it. And then part of me was like, nah, don't do that. Yeah. Just like every, like when you're walking down a dark alley and you're like, your intuition goes, maybe I'll just take the long way around. You know, it's like, it's just, it's just a healthy fear of things. <laughs> Just in case. What if I'm wrong? What if, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. What, what if I'm like, I'm atheist, and then Paimon's like, hey, dude, what's up? And I'm like, oh, shit, I've been wrong all this time. You know, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, some of that stuff just, like, I think I'm like you, Andrew. It's just like, I'm just like, ah, just don't, yeah. don't, don't poke the bear, man. Just come back yeah. here. <laughs> with, with me, that kind of stuff, it, again, it like, to me, it plays on the psychology of things. So I think, like, the idea nowadays as I get older, the idea of bad things happening are less because they were much more mystical back then, but much less like ghosts and stuff that I would that I'd be um, like an apparition I'd see or something than then psychological and emotional turns that would just start to like degrade my life or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. mood swings or something like that. Like how how you know where your your psyche is to me like madness is probably the truest hell that we could experience as living beings so um so yeah so even you know the idea of of, of speaking names or like you know the king paimon salute and everything all you know it's just like with like what maddie's saying to accompany what maddie's saying there's just this idea of of respecting essentially for my money the mythology you know what i mean because there's it comes from somewhere it speaks to some truth, so you know I like to think that you know you got to navigate some of these subjects with some caution, merely for the sake of your own state uh, state of mind, state of being. I guess is what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, because superstition is what it is, and I think it's also it's just as much fun as it is ridiculous. 
Oh yeah. If I if I spill salt, I throw it over my shoulder. Like I do that shit still. (laughs) Yeah, not always, and yeah, and sometimes just certain things. Yeah. I just stay away from salt. (laughs) Just stay away from it. (laughs) (laughs) I've done it in front of customers and shit. I'm like, oh, no, like probably hit hit somebody behind me, but they're like, oh, he's one of those guys. Ladders, like I don't walk under ladders. Black cats, not so much because they're everywhere, and I, you know, I kind of like the darker creatures and stuff. So I feel like we're on good terms. But, yeah, Dude, ladders, shit with mirrors, you know? Yeah, there's been times I've been walking downtown and the ladder is like I have to walk under it or it's like yeah. into the street and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I just scream, oh, hell no, and then I walk around. Yeah, but I got to go like city blocks, man. I've I done it. kick the ladder out. Hey, fuck that shit. Just kidding. I, I've never I mean, I know before. you guys got to do a job, but for fuck's sake, man. I don't need bad luck just because you got to do a job. Do you have to put this ladder right here, right where I'm going? Yeah. <laughs> I've had Sorry. black cats before, and they, I've never had bad luck. Black cats are fine. Yeah. I think all animals are good luck because they're surviving in a world that's being ripped away from them. PETA sponsored this episode. <laughs> and that's our review of Hereditary. <laughs> I think the only thing, I mean, nothing really. I mean, I think it clears up a lot of, like, questions I had about certain stuff that happens in the film, which is, I mean, I think is kind of the great thing about seeing the film that, like, we've done this kind of journey into what this this god is, who this god is, and, like, trying to figure out more about what, what plays out in the... About what, like, what plays out in the film. Whoa. Um, and I think it answers a lot of questions. It did for me, anyway. Um, I mean, I kind of chalk stuff up to weirdness and cult and supernatural stuff, but you know, and that's kind of the answer. But I like that the the god that they are worshiping can do all the things that take place in the movie. You know, he can alter realities and you know set these things up and know future events. So he knew these events are going to happen. And he was going to be be in Peter's body. Did you learn anything about the screenwriter that was like just it's like a very deep cut to put in Paimon into a movie like it's I just wonder and then Stefan said it, it kind of it wasn't a factor that came in late in the game so I, I I wonder what am I trying to ask here like just yeah what was a reasoning for putting Paimon specifically into this film I mean from what I've read it just seemed like it worked for what he was trying to do but I don't know what the initial incarnation of the script was I mean, he said he wanted to steer clear from the Satan, just it being a Satan character again. And I don't think there's, I mean, maybe there's more to, I mean, I don't know. And it's cool because it kind of like, if if he worshiped Paimon or anything, he's like, nah, dude. (laughs) So it, it points the, the, you know, the, the wormhole type of personalities into this direction of like starting to look into, you know, it like roots it in something. That's, that's what I dig about it. Yeah. And I mean, I was still on board, even if it was just that he, this guy made up this new mythology. And I was like, oh, what does this mean for other films? Like, yeah, you know, not that I need a sequel to this, but, you know, maybe in the same universe, other cults are bringing forth other uh, demons or, you know, other gods. And I was like, that could be a pretty cool universe, like to, yeah, you know, whatever the outcome would be or just to see another movie within the universe where other cults are doing similar things and bringing up other gods that I haven't heard about. But yeah, I mean for me to like read articles about stuff and then just like be like, Oh, I'm going to go on these weird sites and figure out what these demons are and find out 
all this stuff but uh yeah i mean yeah i don't know i'd love to i I can't wait for the blu-ray to come out just because i hope there's a really good commentary track of him just kind of discussing things and bringing more light to like you know his film why he chose to use king paimon and you know besides just being like well it wasn't satan i'm sure there's probably more reason there and or maybe there's not maybe it's just like that's fucking cool and no one's done it so i'm gonna do it (laughs) so that'd be funny we doing final thoughts here yeah let's do it oh okay yeah all right so my final thoughts uh although a little confusing for me. I think that was the most confused out of this one. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> maybe because I, I watched horror the least or something. Maybe that's it. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. But um, despite that, I thought it was a really good film, a classy horror film. And uh, I do enjoy the cult stuff, the Paimon stuff. And um, I was able to really see the difference between a movie that employs jump scares in a movie that does not like this one, mm-hmm. I kind of learned about horror films more going into this or ha- after having seen this. So, uh, you know, I appreciate that as well. And, um, I'm going to give it a solid 7.5 indeeds. 7.5. Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan. Yeah. Although my, initial reaction was 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 kind of negative in our private like uh, messenger chats and stuff um and with the help of maddie kind of like pointing me more down the road of like some of the stuff behind it um in the theater or just after my experience in the theater i felt like my initial thoughts were like that ending was rushed it just came out of nowhere paimon it was so cheesily like heavy-handed you know i thought i had all these thoughts about it but the more i thought about it the more i started to kind of be humbled by some of the more logical aspects of the gripes I was having, you know? Mm-hmm. And and then, yeah, with Maddie's help and kind of pointing me at some articles that illustrated some other things and get, you know, kind of diving into the demonology thing again a little bit was, was, was pretty fun. And then looking back on it now, it's like, it's a cool, you know, it is a really cool original satanic movie. And I think some of my gripes about some of the visuals and stuff, the filmmaking kind of lie in the nitpicky area. Um, but then going back thinking, I'm not sure why I was unentertained by certain things because for the most, for, I think for the most part, it's pretty solid and I give it a, I give it, I'm going to give it a solid eight indeeds. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited. The 180, the 180. I, I give it, yeah, I did a full 180 on this one. Um, and not because I'm bipolar or have any mental illnesses that I'm aware of. Um, <laughs> I think I think it deserves a solid eight. And, you know, I wouldn't go around saying it's the scariest anything of this, but it did set to disturb me a little bit. And and I think it deserves it. Yeah. Thanks, Maddie, for the help. <laughs> yeah, on no that problem. Um, <laughs> no, I uh, for me, I thought this movie was great. Um, I, I get everyone's gripes that we talked about um, with it. And, you know, I mean... Sure, stuff could have been better, whatever. Um, but I think it's a solid horror movie. I definitely think it's, you know, people have been saying classy horror movie, and I feel like it's a good direction. And A24, the studio, really hasn't done me wrong with a lot of their films or horror films that they've put their money into. And so I kind of, like, when I saw that on top of it, I was like, this is probably going to be cool. Um, and then with the cult aspect, dude, man, they had me. They had me. 
It's like, Maddie, we made this movie for you. And I was like, thank you. It's about time. Uh, introducing a new god that I actually wanted to do research on because I was just like, oh, that's, that's fucking cool. Like, you know, I didn't even know this existed. And now I know something new. I don't know what I need this information for besides this one movie. But I'll know if he ever shows up again in any other horror film. And Hereditary did it first. Um, but, you know, I like that. I like learning something new. I'm glad I could answer questions for you guys. And, like, we could have, like, a discussion. I think anytime we have... Uh, not that this was heated. This was no Pacific Rim Uprising. But <laughs> anytime we can have a good discussion about a yeah. movie and, like, kind of talk through things, I think it always makes for a great movie. Um my Indeeds are, uh, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I think it's solid. I can't wait to see it again. I'm definitely going to put some time in between it and do like a viewing with the housemates at her house. We've kind of already planned on it. Because there's definitely a lot going on there, and I know I didn't catch everything the first time. So, there, uh, you know, and seeing something after the reveal of like such a cool, like, you know, it, him being possessed by this uh, one of Satan's many uh, followers from hell. It's like, how many other things did I miss going into this, you know? Mm -hmm. So, very interested to return to it. And uh, can't wait for that Blu-ray. Need it now. Give it to me. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely want to see it again. Give it to me now. All right, Superhouse Podcast listeners, that was episode 131 of the Superhouse Podcast. I can always do that. Um, (laughs) Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our review of Hereditary and our commentary on these new trailers that are coming out. Super psyched for Halloween and Predators and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. This has been a great episode. I've been having a great time. Uh, uh, And so that's just me. This is Stefan signing off. Thanks, Shasta. Andrew signing off. Thanks, Shasta. This is Maddie. Bye-bye. Thank you, Shasta. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows yeah. how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> if you and don- we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. <laughs> you give us a grant, who knows what'll happen. Check us out. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'll give you Joey for a weekend. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project. 2018. <laughs> Links in the description.